Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. series called Living My Best Life, and many of us are familiar with the hashtag, you know, hashtag Living My Best Life. We've got a, a picture of 15 pancakes, Living My Best Life, right? On vacation, Living My Best Life, and, and we only show, like, good things. We don't show bad things, like a wreck, hashtag Living My Best Life, right? Um, we only show the good things. We show people the highlights, and it got me thinking, how do we truly live our best life? And um, as we get into this message, and really this series, I want us to understand this, this message, this series, it's really a conversation that you and I, that leads us to a choice that every one of us is going to have to make. And the choice is, are you willing to do the hard thing? Are, are you willing to do the hard things that God is calling you to do that you know you should do? Or are you going to keep following the easy way, doing what you want to? Because what you should do and what you want to do are on total different spectrums of life. I think I may do a series called Should, Would, and Can, and just explain the difference. Because somewhere in society, we, fall, we, have, we have mistaken should for want, and I can do. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And I think that's really bad English, but you understand what I'm saying today. Uh, will you be willing to do the hard thing? Because here's the truth. If you're willing to do the hard thing... If you're willing to do the thing that God is asking you to, I can promise you this, you will live your best life. And the, 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 the scary thing is, we only get one chance at living this life. And so for every one of us here, when we've got our New Year's resolutions and everything, we want the best marriage, we want the best kids, we want the best finances, we want the best health. Well, how do we get to that place. Uh, in, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, it says this, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. There's a way that seems right. There's a way that seems innocent. There's a way that seems good, but its way ends to death. And what I want us to understand as we get into this message is this, it's our first point, is there's a huge difference between a way and the right way. There's a huge difference between a way and the right way. The crucial question we have to ask today, for every single person, we've got to ask this, is am I on the path God is calling me to walk on? 
It, am I, and, and that's, that's a fancy way for saying this, am I living the will of God for my life? Right, am I living the will of God for my life? Am, am I walking the path God has for me to walk on? Because for a lot of us, we're, we're, the answer is no, and it's not that we're walking on a bad path, right? It, it seems okay, there's a path that seems right, seems innocent, but that's not the path for you if you're going to truly live your best, your best life. So, so, so what happens? What, what, what happens to us that kind of we get off the path God is calling us to, to really live out and walk out that we get away from the will of God and we just start living a good life instead of an obedient biblical life. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 17 says this, people who accept discipline, this word discipline means training, teaching, or instruction. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life. But those who ignore correction will go astray. But those who ignore correction, your willingness, people who accept discipline, which means training, teaching, instruction, are on the pathway to life. But those who ignore it, those who ignore correction will go astray. Your ability and willingness to stay on the path that God is calling you to, directing you on, the ability to do what God's will and purpose is for your life is directly connected, hear me, to, to, to be willing to accept correction, direction, instruction. And that is something that a whole lot of us have problems accepting. Nobody, nobody, nobody likes to be corrected about their grammar on social media, right? Like, it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, not Y-O-U-R, right? Like, you're like, okay, so you just keep, keep scrolling. Um, you know, I'll show you some language. Um, but there's, you know, nobody likes to be corrected on social media, much less in life. But can I tell you one of the big things, one of the big ways that we stay on path, that we stay going after the will, the purpose of, of God for our life is our willingness to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right? It's to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was on earth, he talked about the Holy Spirit a lot. He talked about how the Holy Spirit is our helper. He is our comforter. And he is our guide. In fact, it says this in John 16, 13. When the Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. What is good? Not, not just what seems right, but he will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you on what is truly good. Not what just looks good, but what is actually Good, and here's what happens. It, where we get off path, where we, get, where we go astray, is that it's not that the Holy Spirit's not doing his job. He's speaking, we're just not listening. He, he's, he's trying to direct, we're just not receiving it. And if you and I are going to receive guidance from the Holy Spirit, if we're going to take the right way instead of just a way, if we're going to live this best life, we've got to learn something that is crucial. Because, because some of us, we go to the extreme. We've got to learn to block out the wrong voices. And, and some of us, we go to the extreme on this. We block out everybody's voice, right? We're like, I'm just not going to listen to anybody. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. 
you got to learn to block out the wrong voices. Let me give you a great example of this. Uh, Monday, Chloe had a basketball game. Um, she's playing from Jinx uh, for Jinx Middle School. I almost said high school. Um, Jinx Middle School. And um, I showed up for a basketball game and a WWE match broke out in the middle of the basketball game. Um, I was like, what, what is happening? Uh, very early on in the game, um, and, and just give you a little back history. I used to be a, uh, a coach for Chloe's team, and I had a tendency to get technicals every once in a while. Um, your pastor did, um, just so you know. Um, and so I, I like to I like to communicate. I like to let my opinion be known. Um, and most of the time during basketball games, I, as a parent, I'm pretty reserved. Usually, I'm telling Casey, I'm like, hush, you know, stop. And she's like, really, Justin? You're hushing me. And I'm like, really, Casey? Really? I'm hushing you. Um, You're embarrassing me. Really, Justin? Um, (laughs) Well, Monday, literally early on, first two minutes, um, twice in a row, Chloe gets clocked, hammered with an elbow. The first time, no foul is called. And I'm like, hey, she flew off the top turnbuckle as Jimmy Fly Super Snooker and came down with the... People's elbow. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for like the Rock and Steve Austin to come out and be like, "Can you smell what the Rock is?" You know, I'm just like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Right? And Casey's like, "No, sh- just sh- shut up, shut up. You're embarrassing me." Literally, 30 seconds later, Chloe's going break away. Boom, elbow, no call. And I stand up. I go, "That's a foul!" Like this, and the, the ref grabs the ball and he stops. Stops the whole game. He looks at me and I go, that's me and your job is to call a foul. I didn't get kicked out. Casey was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Crawling under the bleachers. My dad's like, that away, man, that away. (laughs) Can I tell you what happened? I'm telling you, miracles happen. He started calling fouls. (laughs) See, my job for him was to guide and direct him and to instruct him (laughs) on where he had gone astray, right? He blocked out everybody else's voice, and he zeroed in. Can I tell you, I'm stretching, but today, that's what the Holy Spirit's role is. And you got to learn to block out everybody else's noise and to hear what is true. It's to hear what is, because here, everybody's going to have an opinion, right? Everybody's going to have to, well, you know what you ought to do, but, but is that what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do? So there's three ways the Holy Spirit talks to you, and I've got to get rolling because we're still on my first point and I have four. Um, first way is the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Most of the time, he doesn't yell, he whispers. Get quiet and listen. Second way is this, the Word of God. Right? When, when, when churches get away from the Bible, man, they get away from the will and the purpose and what is true. And we as, as a church, as a pastor, you will hear me every Sunday get up here and say, here's what the Word of God says, not what Justin Graves says. This is not about me giving you my opinion. This is about me telling you, here's what the Word of God says and here's how we apply it. It says this, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Some of you, it's not lighting your path and it's not leading your way because you're not reading it and you don't have it in your life. That's why I'm encouraging us this month to read the book of Proverbs because it is a roadmap to life. The Word of God. And the third way is this. He speaks to us through other godly people. 
godly people. Not just people, not people who are, I didn't say successful people, right? Biblically, biblical, godly people. You've got to learn who do I need to stop listening to, what I need to, to tune out, and what do I need to tune in? Because tuning out everything isn't an option. Once again, Proverbs ten seventeen: people who accept discipline, accept training, instruction, and teaching are on the pathway to life. You're gonna go on your way to living your best life, right? But those who ignore correction will go astray. Here's what I understand that is true about instruction and correction is this. Point two, receiving instruction is a choice. Receiving instruction is a choice. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 10, choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. There is always going to be something else you can choose besides instruction. There's always going to be something else you can choose besides knowledge. Instruction is a choice. To receive instruction is a choice you make. Charlie is doing, my oldest is doing FFA. I have no idea what we're doing. We did a whole series on shepherds. Look at Psalms 23. I did not get up here and say I'm a professional shepherdman now, right? That's called a shepherd, not a shepherdman. Um, I'm a professional shepherd now. No, no, no. In fact, um, we have a, the team are here. That's our ag teachers at Jinx. And when we came in, I had to look like a mid-hire on his first date. I was just like, what am I doing right now? You know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Um, and they were great. They're like, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to say. And I didn't look at them when they were like, um, hey, Justin, hey, Charlie, hey, Casey, here's how you take care of sheep. Here's what you need to know. Here's how much you need to feed. Here's how much water. Here's how you change all the bedding, all this stuff. Here's how many times. I didn't go, oh, oh let me stop you right there. I got this. I know what I'm doing. I know. I didn't act like, you know, you're, you're mid-hire, you're high schooler when you're trying to tell them something they have no idea what they're talking about, right? I, I didn't go, oh yeah, I know. And when they're saying, I know, I got it, I got it, right? That's what they say, I got it, I got it. All they're saying is shut up, shut up, shut up, right? That is the reality. No, no, no. I listened and I chose instruction because I realized I needed it. When I'm going to a place that I've never been, I put on Google Maps, I put on my Maps app, and there may be noise, there may be the radio, there may be people in the car talking, but I listen to that voice because the only way I'm going to get where I need to go is to listen to that voice. I don't ignore it, but I tune in to it. I tell you, some of us, we're not tuning into it. We're choosing other things instead of tuning in to the people, to the voice of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And some of the reasons we don't tune in is because we don't like it. And when people bring correction to our life, can I tell you, nobody likes to be corrected. No, nobody likes corrections. Nobody likes, hey, hey, you're doing that wrong. Can I, can I help you out? Nobody likes, like, we can say, oh, I love constructive criticism. You're a freak. Um, <laughs> right? But there's a difference between constructive criticism and criticism. They're there to help you because they love you more than they love your feelings. And some of us, the reason we aren't choosing knowledge and we aren't choosing instruction is because we're either too sensitive or we're too proud. 
And if it sends you into a tailspin and you, it's you against the world now because somebody told you you were doing something wrong or, man, I'm just worried about you or, man, the Holy Spirit's like, hey, hey, that's, that's not the path I'm calling you on. It doesn't mean God hates you. It doesn't mean the whole world is against you. It means you got to toughen up a little bit and be willing to receive instruction because if you're not willing, if you become too sensitive, can I tell you you're too proud? You're, you're too proud. And pride doesn't receive anything. Man, pride shuts off and shuts down because it knows better. But Proverbs chapter 15, verse 31 through 32 says this. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. You will live your best life. But if you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. If you're, if you're willing to do the hard thing, if you're willing to choose the hard thing instead of keep doing the easy thing, man, you are going to live your best life. Just because you don't like what they say doesn't mean what they say isn't correct, right? We've got people in this church that I have asked to speak truth to me. If I haven't asked you to do it, <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, but there's people... That I'm like, man, hey, I know I don't have it all together. I respect you. You're super godly. Man, you guys as a couple, we would love for you and Casey to kind of help us, to kind of help us kind of guide through turbulent waters or tough times. And when we don't know what to do as parents, as a, as a husband, as, as a wife, as, as a pastor, as a friend, as a dad, man, I just need a sounding board. I need somebody that can tell me the true thing. And how dumb would it be for me not to use that tool and that gift that God has placed in my life? Some of you, you have that gift. You just need to pray about it. And you need to listen to the Holy Spirit about who has he placed in your life that can, can bring constructive criticism so that you will be home among the wise and live your best life. Because here's what I understand, and here's what is simply true about wisdom and foolishness. Foolishness excuses and excludes, but wisdom listens and receives. Foolishness excuses and excludes, and it never gets on the right path, and it just takes a path that seems okay and seems good and feels good, but wisdom listens and receives. Proverbs 8, through 36, listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. Talking about wisdom. For whoever finds me, finds wisdom, finds life, and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Can I tell you, foolishness always excuses, always blames everybody else for why you are on the path you are on. It does. And the only person, you're, you're not fooling everybody else, Right? You know, you're not, you're not, they're not, oh, yeah, now it totally makes sense. Like, yeah, I totally get that why you're on your 10th marriage. Like, yeah, totally. Like, oh, yeah, I totally get why you cheated on your wife, right? Like, yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, I totally get why you're addicted. You're not, you're not fooling anybody else. The only person you're fooling is you. Is you. When, when we follow paths that feel right and look right, man, most of us, we're following and we're living our life based on feeling rather than truth. And feeling and truth are two totally different things. 
Just because it feels right, it seems right, right? There's a way that seems right, it feels right, but it doesn't make it right. Your emotions are great companions, but horrible leaders do not let them lead the way of life. We're going to talk about that later on, but it says guard your heart above all else because it determines the quality, it determines the path of your life. Talking about your emotions, And some of you, you have excused your way because you've been following emotions. And what happens when we run out of excuses, what happens when we get done blaming everybody, we start excluding our situation from everyone. Well, my situation's different because, you know, I'm just more mature than other. You know, God put this on me because I'm just more mature than everybody else. And I can just hand, oh, I know that's true for, you know, most couples. But me and my wife, we got an understanding, right? Like we're just, we totally don't have to spend any time together and we operate so much better, right? Like that's just, that's just, no, 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 no. Don't exclude, man, it's foolishness to exclude yourself. In fact, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1 says this, and Solomon takes the gloves off. He says, to learn, you must love discipline. It's stupid to hate correction. Man, it's, you know why? Because the only, the person that's hurting the most is you. It is you. Because you're not open to receive and to listen, but wisdom listens up and opens up. This is, this is what this means. It listens up and opens up. Wisdom listens up and opens up. It means it talks less and listens more. God gave you two ears and one mouth. Use them in proportion, right? And some of us, we're busy telling God all the to-do list. Like sometimes I've looked back at my prayer life, and I'm like, God, I'm so arrogant. Forgive me. I'm like, you need to do this and this and this. And if you don't, you're wrong. You've missed it, God, right? Like you're there, you're there. You're like, this got awkward because that's my prayer life. I get it. My job is to listen a lot more than I'm talking because I can't get wisdom as long as I'm talking all the time. Wisdom listens up, but it also opens up. It receives. It listens and receives. What do I mean? Some of us, I'm convinced we know what we should do. Right? Like, I, I don't... Some of you, you know what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do and what he's instructing you not to do. Let's flesh this out a little bit more since it's getting real uncomfortable right now. Let's just dive into that awkwardness. Some of you, you know the the person you should be dating and the person you shouldn't be dating. Some of you here, you know you're not even ready to be dating, but it makes me feel good, right? Just because that's what you want doesn't mean that's what you should do. And you know it. You know what you should do, but we just don't do the hard thing and do it. Why? Because we don't like instruction, we don't like correction, and we don't like discipline. We don't. But if you and I, if we're going to live our best life, if we're going to live this life to the full, that Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full, have it, another way is have it and have it more abundantly, then you and I, we can't just live and, and, and go down the path that seems right. We've got to live our life based on the will of God and the path that God has for us. Proverbs 29.01 says, whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. Man, so here's what I would tell you is that if, if we're going to come to a place where we're open to receive 
that, that we're, we're about being wise instead of foolish, that if you're going to be wise, then you've got to have the attribute of humility in your life. Because humility, all throughout Proverbs, it says this, humility precedes wisdom and honor. Humility understands that it doesn't know all the answers. It doesn't have all the answers. And for some of us, that is a relief. We're like, sweet, I don't have to have all the answers. And humility understands I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. And I'm not going to talk as much as I listen. And it says this, that humility precedes wisdom and honor. If you're going to live your best life, it can't be lived with pride because pride shuts down and ignores. It does. And pride, all throughout Proverbs, precedes destruction and regret. What do you have more of? Are you choosing instruction? Are you choosing your path or are you choosing his? Because here's the truth. Instruction and correction should be a lifelong pursuit, not a once in a while interest. Instruction and correction should be a lifelong pursuit, not a once in a while interest. Every teenager, every college student, hear this. Man, this, I, I, I could preach almost not exactly this. There would be a whole lot about relationships, and we're coming to that in February. But if I could preach a message to teenagers and college students, it would be this. Man, instruction and correction should be a lifelong pursuit, not a once in a while interest. Hear me, all you college students even. Your parents, for the most part, are in your corner. I would say 98% of us, our parents that we have, want the absolute best for us, and they will tell you what is hard, but are you willing to listen? Because I'm telling you, you get them for just 18 years that you get to live. Hopefully, it's just 18 years that they live in your house. Some of you are like, I've been going on 35. I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to be praying for you. But here, right? Are you willing to listen to instruction? College students, are you willing to listen to correction and instruction? Man, all you young professionals, are you still open to instruction and correction? Or do you shut down? Because I'm my own person. I'm a man. Be your own person. Be your own man. But don't shut down. Don't close down to instruction and correction because it is about a lifelong pursuit. It's not a once in a while interest. For all of us parents here, I think all of us are trying to find instruction and correction because we have no idea what we're doing. We're like, dear God, help me not destroy this child at this moment, right? But I see it all the time when our, our kids go off to college. We just, we just kind of like, man, we really killed it right here. We really own this moment. And then we don't keep pursuing knowledge and wisdom and instruction and correction. And it's like, yeah, you did really great here, but you, you blew it here. You, you lost it here. Why? Because you just mailed it in. And hear me, grandparents, man, all of us in this place, knowledge is about continually pursuing. Proverbs 19.20, get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. 
Man, what a great verse. You want to live your best life? Apply, get all the advice and instruction you can so you can be wise the rest of your, so you can live life with limited regrets. It is a big passion of mine. God, let me live wise and live this life of honor with very, very limited regrets. The only way that happens is if you're open to correction, instruction, teaching, and discipline. And I know that's not popular, but the only way that happens is through humility. I close with this. Um, anytime any of us, you get into your car right after this, and you drive home, whether you're on the highway, whether you're, it's a straight shot, whether it's turning, there is going to be course corrections you have to make in your car. Even if it's a straight shot, even if you've been in it for a minute or you've been in your car for four hours, and some of you are like, well, not me, I have a Tesla. Good for you, come back to normal world with the rest of all of us like, like peasants, right? Like, <laughs> hear me, we get into our cars and we've got to make course corrections. What happens if we don't make a course correction? Yeah, you run into something. You run off the road. Some of you are like, I've done that, right? Like, if you fail to make course corrections, you and everybody that's on the journey with you suffers a consequence. And the same is true in life. Sometimes it's big turns, and and man, you've got to make some major corrections. And sometimes it's just about, man, yeah, I'm I'm getting off here. Yeah, I've missed it here. Yeah, I've gotten complacent here. Yeah, I need to start doing this. And it's about making course corrections so that your life and everybody, hear, hear me, hear me, especially parents, especially grandparents, if you've got family, if you've got friends, hear me, so that everybody connected to your life can enjoy the benefit of you being humble enough to accept correction, instruction, and discipline. What a huge benefit. Hear hear this, and I I really am done. Proverbs 4.10, my child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. Proverbs 3, verse 1 through 2, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, Man, if you will apply instruction, if you will obey it, if you will not just know wisdom, but you will know it and you will apply it, you will live many years, and I love this, and your life will be satisfying. This is how you live your best life. This is how you stay on the path and the purpose and keep living out the will of God that he has for you. There's no secret magic to it. You want to live a satisfying, when you get to the end of it, be like, man, you know what? I really don't have that many regrets. I I really didn't miss a major thing because I listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit and I made course corrections and I let getting wisdom and correction and instruction a lifelong pursuit instead of a once in a while habit. The result and the promise is this, you'll live a satisfying life you'll live your best life. And that's all because you took the right path and not just a path that seemed right. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, I I pray that you would speak to our hearts. God, that you would speak, that, that we would get past the emotion and get to the truth.
And God, I pray, speak to us. Because some of us, we, we have failed to make course corrections. We have become stubborn. We've become prideful. We feel like there's something wrong with us if we don't do everything right and know all the answers and know it. And God, that's just insecurity and pride speaking to our life. And so God, I pray that we would understand you did not create us to know it all, to know every path, to know every turn. But Lord, there's a reliance that we were created to have on you. And Lord, for some of us, you have placed so many godly men and women in our lives, but Lord, our pride won't let us listen to them. Our pride won't invite them to have influence and input to us. But pride makes sure that they only say what we like instead of what we need. And so God, I pray today that in this place, that pride would die. Because Lord, I, I know this. Every single one of us in this place wants to live our best life. We want to live life more abundantly. We want to live it to the full. We want to live it a very long and satisfying life. And Lord, I pray today that we would not just hear your word. That we wouldn't just know what to do. But the wise thing is to apply it. To, to apply it to our lives. And so, Lord, I pray that your word would come into our heart. And your word, you say your word does not return void. But, Lord, it makes an impact. It makes a difference. And so, Lord, I pray this message today would make an impact. So that we could live this life with a lot less regrets. And a whole lot more knowledge. A whole lot more wisdom. And a whole lot more satisfaction and significance. Lord, I pray moving us. In Jesus' name, I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed today if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. And where I'm at is it, I, I've never accepted Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. We want to give you a chance to change that. You know what, today you may be here and, and maybe where you are, it, you got off the path. You, you just went astray. Somewhere, somehow, something went wrong. And you failed to make a course correction. You say, Justin, I just need to recommit my life to him because where I'm at isn't where I need to be. I'm going to count to three in just a second. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? Yeah, there's one, there's two, there's three. Is there anyone up for there's four? Is there anyone? There's five. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted. You just say, man, I just need to get back on the right path. Not just the path that seems right, that seems innocent, but man, I got to get on the right path today. And there's a course correction that needs to happen in my life. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. You say, that's me, Justin. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I have sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.